Welcome back to the Suresh podcast. We are continuing on with our Sikhande Prasang, the stories of the six. We are part five of six now. In the previous episode, we heard some questions related to the metaphor of Sikhi as a vine and how it's rooted in humility. We also heard how the company of vile people is actually worse than just the sin itself. And the differences between desireless Nishkami Sikhs versus desiring Sikhs, Sehikami Sikhs. So in this episode, we will hear uh, one Sikh who is coming to receive the Guru's Divine Sight, Darshan. He's coming all the way from Jaunpur. This is in Uttar Pradesh, which is about 60 to 70 kilometers north of Varanasi, also called Banaras. So his name was Jattu, and he was somebody who practiced a lot of austerities, tapasya. He clasped his hands together and he bowed down in front of Guru Hargobind and said, Guru Hargobind, I've heard so much of your great praise. Countless people have come here to receive your teachings, which destroy their low-level thinking. I have come into your sanctuary, O treasure trove of compassion. Please bestow upon me liberating, granting teachings. So Guru Hargobind heard this and then said, Those austerities that you do, make them shantki, make them peaceful, make them imbued with the recitation of the divine name, Ram, and control your senses through the adornment of the divine name. Then Jattu asked some more, saying, Also, can you help me clarify something? Many great and wise thinkers have said that without divine wisdom, liberation is not obtained. And they quote, they use evidence from the Vedas to substantiate this point. Guru Hargobind responded to this, saying, Understand it in this way if you desire liberation. When one day and night recites Vaheguru, the four doors, the four paths, they open up to you. Whichever door you go through, you'll enter and you'll obtain the highest position. So just like Haramandra Sahib has four doors, and you can go through whichever one, in the same way, spirituality has four paths. Yoga, Vairag, detachment, Bhakti, devotional worship, and divine wisdom, Gyan. So side note here, this characterization relates to different modes or approaches people took for liberation. Some took to austerities and yoga, thinking that the cessation, the removal of all thoughts, and the stilling of the mind would result in liberation or the achievement of Siddhi's spiritual powers. You also had the approach of Varag, detachment, uh, renunciation from the society, removing oneself from the temptations, the desires of the world, being a celibate, this would lead to liberation. You also had Pagti, relating to devotional communities like the Vaishnavas. You also had Gyan, which relates to generally Vedanta-minded people who generally just focus on aspects of divine wisdom as opposed to including also devotional worship. So Guru Hargobind continues on and says, through Simran, through the remembrance of the divine name, all of these four paths, they come into your hand. With love and remembering the true name, Satanam, that is a beautiful way to make your mind still and one point focused. That's when you will be able to obtain the fruit of yoga, when you are able to stable the mind in this way in remembrance. And that's also when you'll be 
detached from sensual pleasures, the root of devotional worship is to remain in this remembrance of the divine. And in this remembrance, this great love for the divine arises. And day and night, you'll remain seated on that one remembrance of the divine. It is only through divine grace that this continued remembrance is obtained. And after that, in one's heart, wisdom sprouts. One, through this divine wisdom, then begins to understand the divine true self and how that self is throughout the entire world. One begins to comprehend one's true self, breaking the bondage of illusion, maya. This is why out of all of those four paths, yoga, vairag, detachment, bhakti, devotional worship, and gyan, divine wisdom, the true name, satanam, is the support for all of the four paths outlined above. By the remembrance of the divine, all of those paths, the fruits from all of them, are obtained. So if you want any of these four paths, then remember the divine name continuously with great care. Just by walking to the Taramsala, the Gurdwara of the true Guru, one's feet become greatly fruitful. Renounce your sense of self, your identity, your ego, and listen to Gurbani by keeping your head low, by being humble. And by doing this, you'll be able to obtain the great gift of devotional worship of the divine. Waking up in the early hours of the day and bathing, this is the greatest peace-giving austerity one can perform. By remembering the true divine, you'll obtain great fruit. Have great faith in your mind that you are not the body. That this body, it has been born, but that is not you. You were not born and you will not die, but your body will die. You are the eternal consciousness, which is the form of great bliss. Satichit Anand. Have great faith in this while doing this devotion and slowly, slowly, you'll obtain this understanding, which is the root of all bliss. So Guru Hargobin explained this to Jattu before another set of Sikhs then came to see the Guru. These two Sikhs, Navala and Nahalla, both of them stayed in Patna. They would always speak the truth, they earned their money truthfully, and they would always want to keep the company of the true congregation. Whatever Sikhs would perform devotional worship with great love, these two Sikhs, Navala and Nahalla, they would serve them with great happiness. So these two Sikhs then came to receive the darshan, the Guru's divine sight. They brought with them offerings. They entered the darbar, the court of the Guru, and then they bowed down. They stayed with the Guru for some time, but one day they did a request. They did ask the Guru, saying, O Guru Hargobind, the grantor of liberation, please give us some spiritual teachings, which by hearing and then doing will make us truly fulfilled. The beautiful Guru Hargobind then said, Always worship the divine Satanam, the true name. Nahalla heard this and said, Some great wise people have said in this manner that until duality is removed within one's heart, only then the trifold nature of the world remains. So this trifold nature can be seen in the subject-object verb. So the subject, the upashak, the worshiper, the object, the upasi, which is the one being worshipped, and in the verb upasana, meaning worship. This can also be seen in the tiyata, the one contemplating, the tiyan, the act of contemplation, and the te, the object of contemplation. Also in gyata, the one understanding the divine wisdom, gyan, the object, the divine wisdom itself, and ge, the act of understanding. So they continue on saying, 
But when this duality is removed and one becomes non-dual, then this trifold of the world cannot remain, right? One becomes the very form of the highest divine, Paharbrahm, like how a drop of water falls into the ocean. They say that when there remains no reciter of Nam, the Nam, the object itself, and the recitation itself, then one becomes the true form of the divine, and one understands divine wisdom and the entire world. So Guru Hargobind heard this and then said, listen, there are four types of devotees, Bhagats. The first type is someone who has many desires in their mind, which causes them to start reciting the true name, Satanam, day and night. They serve the saints and listen to what they say. These types of devotees have all their desires fulfilled, and then later on have the beautiful love for the divine sprout in their heart. The second type of Sikh is one who becomes a devotee while experiencing great pain, having many enemies and people hurting them or through afflictions of pain and disease, all of which causes them to remember the divine name in their mind. They become freed from their enemies, their pains are removed and they become strong. And from that, compared to before, their faith becomes even stronger. And they have a great thirst in which they forever remember the divine. The third type of devotee is one who is always absorbed in devotion, remembering the true name which removes all sin. They understand themselves as servants of Prabhu, the Creator Divine. They think of themselves as women and the Divine as their husband. Their mind becomes intensely pure, by which Divine Wisdom, Brahmgyan, sprouts up. The fourth type of Bhagat devotee is the Gyani, the wise one. He understands and looks around at all as the Divine, the one Parameshwar. Just like how in any water pot or in any house, the sky, the air resides there, in the same way they understand that the one Brahm, the one Divine, is illuminating all from within. This is their understanding of Vaheguru, and they always remember the Divine. Within their heart, there is this firm perception of the Self being Brahm. So when one climbs onto this fourth stage here, there they find stillness in truth. For this reason, remember Satanam, the Divine Name, and serve the saints with no desires, adorn humility, and forgo any sense of self or arrogance, and you'll easily obtain liberation. So hearing these wise teachings, at that time both Navala and Nahalla became Gurmukhs of the Guru. And in another story, Guru Hargobind was approached by Jat Seert, a great warrior and wrestler. He would be the doorman, he would be the security guard, and would let people into the court of Guru Hargobind. He would forever be at guard serving the Guru, and no one would enter the court without asking for his permission. So one day he was sitting in the court of Guru Hargobind and he asked, Guru Hargobind, some say that when Gyan, divine wisdom, is obtained, then there's no need to do any bhakti, any devotion. Divine wisdom gives you this understanding that the one, the non-dual, is the only thing there. This divine wisdom gives you an understanding of only that one, that non-dual. And that wisdom sprouts great wisdom and discernment in one's heart. So Guru Hargobind, he heard this, and from his exalted mouth, he set out to put Jat Seert on the right path. And he said, Without devotion, Gyan, wisdom does not have any dignity or splendor. 
Just like how clarified butter is very strong and great for you, and how it tastes so great when mixed in with food. But if someone has a physical disposition like an Ayurvedic category of coffee, then they have clarified butter and their chest will be congested. It'll sprout illness. Their mouth day and night will be dry and they'll have this cough and they won't be able to eat properly. If someone has a pitta type of Ayurvedic disposition and then they begin to drink clarified butter, then they'll have diarrhea and they will have many illnesses from this. But if one mixes sugar with the clarified butter, then the body will become stronger. That's just like how divine wisdom is. If one just by himself starts to say to everybody that Aham Brahm, that I am Brahm, the divine. The one listening to that, he'll listen to that, he'll get deluded by that. He'll fall into the depths of hell and he won't get to see heaven. If one has in their heart ego, a strong sense of self, then by that understanding, their sense of self will get inflated and they'll think of themselves as even greater. They won't spend time in the true congregation performing seva. They won't be humble in front of anyone. This is the illness of having a congested chest. They'll be thrown into hell experiencing pain. If someone who is just obsessed with sensual pleasures hears of this divine wisdom, he'll go around having sex with women other than his own. In this way, he'll just absorb himself more in sensual pleasures. Just like having diarrhea, he'll be ill and he'll suffer in hell. That's why Brahmgyan, Divine Wisdom, goes together with Bhakti, devotion. And both of them together are the giver of liberation. It's dignified. It looks beautiful from one's heart to say that one is the servant of the Divine. But within one's heart, to have it greatly illuminated that Aham Brahm, that you are Brahm, you are the Divine. This is why everybody must remember the Divine Name. To have great love for it, which will take you to the abode of peace. Dry wisdom is not good for you. But when remembering the divine name, then one is liberated. So this is how chapter 45 concludes. In the next chapter will be concluding the last episode of the Sikhande Prasang covering the questions like what is the purpose of various ritual or religious acts like pilgrimage, austerities, charity, etc. Along with the importance of humility and various types of gurus, and the form of one's true self. So that's where we'll pick up next time. But as always, we'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. Yeah.